This is Self Care You with Scott, and today we have a chance to sit down with Keith Harrison, a 15 year police officer who in 2018 was faced with a difficult choice continue to ignore his PTSD and mental health or seek help to find peace. While reading Keith's bio, there was a very powerful statement that I'd like to read to you. It reads, I can recall many days before my decision to leave my job as a police officer where I almost lost my internal mental fight. That the world and the people closest to me would be better if I was not to continue. Let that just sink in for a little. In true self-care you form, we're here to spotlight the positive. Keith has now created Tier Response Apparel Company, which provides funds for programs like Wounded Warriors Canada, Toronto Beyond Blue, Canada Beyond the Blue, and Camp Maple Leaf. Today we get to have an awesome conversation about policing, mental health, and life. This is Self-Care You, and we're about to level up with Keith Harrison of Tier Response Apparel Company. What's good everyone, it's Scott here. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Self Care You. Firstly, I just really want to say thank you for the support. You know, big shout outs to all our listeners right across Canada. You know, in the US and Nevada and California, New York and Chicago, we've got great listenerships. And then also we're starting to see a good trend from all our listeners in the UK. Thanks for all the support. You know, today we have an awesome conversation with Keith. You know, let's just get right into it. So today we get into an awesome conversation with my good buddy, Keith Harrison. Keith, how you doing, my man? Good, pal. How are you doing today? I'm really good. You know, we got a great day. We're excited to have an awesome conversation. So I really want to get into it. I was really hoping that maybe you could give our listeners a backstory of, you know, your policing and some of the tough decisions you had to make. Yeah. Um, so I've been a police officer in uh, the GTA for uh, 16 years, and one of the biggest decisions I had to make or tough decisions I really had to make is whether or not I was going to put myself first or continue to grind it out. Right. Um, that was the, the pivot point of where I was struggling and what I needed, what I knew I needed to do, but just kind of get to that point of actually making the decision of putting myself first. Well, and you know, that's never easy. I can imagine that going through that obviously gave you some anxiety and stuff like that. And I'm interested to kind of hear that story of, you know, where you started off from and what the decision was that you had to make. Uh, yeah. The, the, the one thing when it comes to, I guess, you know, mental health for first responders or anybody, uh, some things it isn't just one incident or one call. Um, a lot of it's like a cumulative and it really kind of builds up over time where, you know, you might have handled something okay or thought you handled something okay, but you didn't quite clean out maybe all the cobwebs of that call or that incident. And it just kind of carries through and builds up slowly. And at times for myself, I mean, before I knew it, I was just, you know, overwhelmed, um, kind of feeling um, crushed or drowning or suffocating or, you know, carrying so much weight that it's like, how did I get to this point? Uh, but there were a few calls um, in, in my past early on in my career that, yeah, I knew that 
um, were completely unhealthy, that I didn't get even remotely the opportunity um, or support to really handle what I was going through. Yeah, that leaves you in a tough spot, right? You know, we're in a society where, you know, it's starting to get encouraging where mental health is somewhat starting to be accepted. We're starting to have that conversation, but the stigma is really large. And I find that it's still there in any profession, you know, and it can be anyone who who's going through something that is able to try and uh, fight or flight mode and cover it up, or at least think that you dealt with something, but you really never got to the end of cleaning that up. And then from there, you just start building on what can be a slippery slope. You know, you start, you know, pondering on what the next steps are and you really don't know those answers. I heard you use this term, a broken toy. I was wondering maybe if you could give us a little bit of a definition of how, how you got to that and what that refers to. Yeah, uh, Scotty, buddy, you nailed it there earlier when you said, you know, the stigma is real because, you know, choosing to put yourself first or choosing to speak out, especially um, in professions um, where our male dominant, right? We, we look at first responders and it's like, oh, it's always, you know, progressively male dominant. Well, with male dominant uh, environments comes male dominant egos. Yep. Um, and you do not want to give any sort of uh, feeling of a guy or gal, whoever you're working with, has the inclination they can't trust you in a call. Like you're in that car, you have their back. And uh, if they don't think that you're all in or you're switched in, um, it can be, you know, that's where the stigma is like super. So you don't want to come out because if you're going to be seen that's like, I can't trust in the car or nobody's going to want to work with you. Or if you need something, no one might be there for you. There's just that real huge anxiety with that. So leading into that, that's where you feel like you're a broken toy. Like you're, you come out, you got marks and scars and, you know, you're, you're not shiny or new and, you know, nobody really wants to have that individual around um, because you're perceived broken, that you're not strong, uh, uh, you're weak. And it is everything but that once somebody, you know, really starts their journey and puts themselves first towards healing and thriving. Um, it's the complete opposite, but that, you know, right with the stigma uh, is where like the broken toy, you get sent away, forgotten about, you know, you're not there on the front lines anymore doing it. You're kind of pushed aside and hopefully, you know, you'll just, you maybe go away because you're not worth, you know, the limelight anymore. It's crazy to think like, you know, in your profession, it's really difficult because you're dealing with, you know, trauma, distress, and expecting to be the person to come in and, you know, make sure that you mediate or, or take care of the situation. Now it's the tough thing is like, for me, if I'm at work and, you know, I have, I'm dealing with the stigmas and there's stuff going on. It's just like, ah, you know, it's, that's just Scott, right? It's just water cooler talk. It's for you. It's like, you're really saving or supporting someone's life, your partner's life. And whether or not that trust comes in and whether or not they have that built up, like, you know, oh man, here comes keys. Like, I don't know if this is my guy that can really support me. Right. And, and that weighs on you too. I can imagine how deep that is a lot stronger than like the business world and just having someone in a cubicle being like, oh, are they going to get that spreadsheet done? You know what I mean? Like this could be accident prone. There could be things where you have to defend each other. And this is actually Keith why I think you and I connect really good. I, I, I like your honestness. In your introduction, you talked about 
you know, some of the, the discomforts that you went through. And I think if you're comfortable, I'd love to hear and tell our listeners about maybe some of the lower points that you had, some of the adversities that you had to go through and, and how you powered through them, maybe the support group that you had or what really triggered you to make a change. Yeah, no. And uh, I think one thing that I've always known myself to be is somebody that um, there's not many things you can control in this world. Um, even though we like to as possible a personalities control. Um, but one thing I've always felt really as a strong personal moral value is that you always have your word. Yeah. And I'll stick by that. And there are many times in the past, in the past where they're like, Hey man, I think they did, you did this. And it's like, I didn't do it. Um, this is my word. Yeah. However, you know, if you want to penalize me for the thing you think I did, well, let me at least do the thing and then you can punish me. Right. And that's like, wait a second. I'm like, no, no, like I didn't do it, but if you're going to punish me for doing it, let me do the thing. Right. This is kind of like before policing. Yeah. So I've just kind of always said like, you know, your word is your bond. I got that from my uncle, uh, my uncle John, um, who passed just um, about a year ago, who is everything to me, like everything. I love that man so much. Um, and I really gravitated that from him. So being authentic is, is the most genuine form you can connect with people and coming on to the job, helping out communities, helping out individuals, um, right? And I've always tried to connect the human. Um, and it's taxing. It's super weighing to just give and care that much because I'm not in the business of slamming people. I have my own way of doing things. I like the way I do things. Um, but I know it takes a toll on me. So it's brought me to a lot of really low places where I'll hold on to uh, people's emotions um, of a call or a situation uh, where others might have a different take on and are able to shed that. But being a guy that has a heart on their sleeve, um, it's been tough for me. I've had an array of low points <laughs> uh, in my journey. You know, I, I've got to points where I'm like, Hey, this is low right? This is the lowest point. It can't get any worse. And it's like, but I said the magic yeah. word, you know, you know, yep. you said, you said the Q word on shift and now you're flooded with calls, right? Like, okay, well, you think this is rock bottom. Okay. Well, guess what? We're going to do a little bigger thing and we're going to put you further rock bottom. Like, okay. So I'm just going to not say that word anymore, but, uh, really, um, it was my final week of kind of going around and, <laughs> spending months of like kind of being a dick right, right. Um, asking things you know venting out frustrations airing grievances um, in a non you know constructive clear commutative or like really clearly to what I was doing I was just like you know oh, shots over the bows yeah just like shots across the bow all day long and just like really negative yeah and I had a lot of good people around me to say, you know, Keith, you make amazing points. Like no one's going to argue with your bullet points, Like, damn, did you not lose the room with the way you came across? Like no one's going to worry about the words because all they're going to do is see you for lashing out and being angry. I just wish sometimes that you could really channel that. And I didn't have the tools to do it. Um, so after, you know, seeking help and kind of like without coming out and saying, please, admit me to hospital because I, 
again, that's a whole other thing that, you know, um, I, I, I appreciate, but I didn't want to go through. I didn't want, cause I see that side, right. Of the hospitals and, you know, being restrained and, you know, sometimes it's required, but I did not want to go through that. Right. I just, I can mask it enough. I just didn't know that, but probably at some points, maybe that would have been the healthier choice for me. But I remember sitting in my car the day I went off where you had to, it was like, I had my note in my pocket. It's not a proud moment. I, uh, I tend to talk too highly uh, about myself, but I had my note. I was in my car and I had two choices. I was going to go back to the station and book off and go home and not know what was going to happen or it was going to be done right here. Um, fortunately, um, I thought of my kids and decided to say, you know, F that. <laughs> yep. I'm, I'm going to put myself first and go into the station and book off and deal with whatever comes because I rather take the hits because I was at the point where I didn't really care how people viewed me anymore. If you want to view me whatever, uh, it doesn't matter to me anymore because I'm done. I can't do it anymore. Rather than have my kids go the rest of their lives um, with the alternative. And that just kind of started the process, right? And there was a lot of down where I was crying. And it was like, okay, I'm never going to be a police officer again because who the heck is going to want me? And only then getting connected with my doctor, who she is fantastic. I love her so much. Um, and really getting connected with programs that I had no idea that I was even eligible to take advantage of because I'm not a veteran. I love our military, but I didn't think Wounded Warriors was a program that dealt with first responders. I was happy because I learned that, yeah, they do take care of first responders in their programs. And I got access to some trauma resiliency programs that are super hard, but so worth it. And really connected with, you know, other uh, spouses, colleagues from, you know, from paramedics, firefighters, military, that were all of the same journey. Our stories might've been a little bit different, but it, it was all kind of the same where um, you could be supportive and listening in a group environment and really kind of got the tools, resources, and the education around the human brain. Why does a human brain do this? Why do we have to fight or flight? Why um, can I not feel joy? You know, why, why when I don't want to feel sad, I can't feel happy, right? These are all right. things that I was taught and learned um, and really kind of went back to almost like an infancy where you're learning to walk again. Um, you know, you kind of have to really, um, I guess you can always use it as like working out where if you worked out for a while and you took a long break off and I mean, you're not hitting that 305 on the bench press like maybe you used to 20 years ago. You got to really slow it back to- right get back to where you were. Cause there is a chance you're probably going to get back to where you were. You're going to be probably smashing that end, more. but you really can't go right back at it because it's detrimental. You're going to hurt yourself. You really have to just kind of slowly take a step back and really work up to that again. And it's possible. Um, so anytime I finished the program, I always had two questions. I kind of kicked myself with was why didn't you do this sooner? And 
only one person who's doing it can answer that question. Therapy, um, you or program or talk to anybody, you have to do it at your pace. So it's when you're comfortable to be in that environment or get the help you want. Um, and then the second thing was why isn't everyone having access to these programs? And especially with wounded warriors, they were like, well, we would love to run this program 24 seven, but Keith, it costs money. So, you know, it's all about getting the funds so that people can come here and have these access to these programs free of charge. And that just kind of clicked in at, during my recovery about how can I give back? Like, where am I at position where not only can I speak highly of these organizations and these programs and to get people that are closest to me aware of them so that they can get the help if they need it, but how can we fund these programs? Yeah, man, that's pretty awesome. First of all, I, you know, respect to you, my man. Like I appreciate you stepping out and telling your story. It's, you know, I'm sure our listeners would respect it and self-care use about providing an encyclopedia of maybe some answers. Maybe there's somebody listening who's in the same spot you are, who's sitting there in their car and they're going through that same thing you are. So I appreciate you. First of all, thank you for, you know, making sure that you're expressing it and helping. And then at the same time, and like sitting in your car with that letter, thinking about your kids stepping into the police station, that's the step, right? That's the step you had to make. And that's a difficult one because many of us go the other direction, right? And we just let it bottle up and bottle up and bottle up until it becomes, you know, a really serious issue. You know, I don't think we talk about it enough, but males in their thirties have the highest suicide rate. It's because, you know, that same thing that you're talking about, if you happen to go the other direction, it would just bottle up and overwhelm you. And, and then we have um, obviously the, the devastating moment of losing a life, but we hear you talk about the transition and leading into Keith 2.0. So give me what Keith 2.0 is. I, I love it. I want to hear about it. Yeah, no, and I, I, uh, I have to coin my occupational uh, therapist for that because uh, sh she was very instrumental in kind of getting me back to taking all the resources and actually applying them to like world, real world um, applications. So she kind of coined like, what is 2.0? Because we don't, the Keith that people might've known 10 years ago doesn't exist anymore because that, that Keith uh, is stronger now, uh, more educated, has a real sense of loving life. So 2.0 really, if I can summarize it into a small bit is to be that somebody for someone else that I needed 10 years ago or 15 years ago. Because when I was struggling, I kind of looked around the room I couldn't really identify with somebody who had or was going through what I was going through or suffering that looked healthy, that looked um, like they were thriving, right? Because unfortunately at that time, if someone kind of stepped out of the norm of speaking about their mental health, and I'm so, so blessed that we are talking more about it and normalizing the conversation. Um, but you didn't go talk to that person because if you talk to that person, they would see you the same as that. And I really want to change the perception of that so that if someone is struggling, if someone, you know, uh, is hurting, they can think of me, come to me and I'm, I'm, and I'm going to help you out. Right. Um, to be that person that I needed. Um, and you know, it's good because I, I have had, um, quite a few people, uh, reach out to me and I'm there for them. And anybody that needs it, I just, you know, it's an open door. The tear 
is better with more and it's never close to anybody. Man, that's awesome. Because like, let me just give it to you straight. Like you think that person's crazy, right? Like you literally, the stigma that people create, the viewpoint they create is like, nope, we don't want to go around Keith. That guy's crazy. Like he doesn't get it. He's, you know, he's, he's about to go off his rocker kind of thing, but really all it is is about just needing someone to have that conversation, just being able to hear somebody out. I always tell everybody, you know, I'm here. Like, just give me a call. You got my number whenever you want to talk. No problem. Like, I don't, it's not even if I don't know you, like everyone at work and stuff, I'm one of these people that they or tend to gravitate to me and have conversation about this stuff and open it up. And at my work, we have, um, it's a not myself program, CMHAC, you know, a part of their mental health initiative. And we use that and they have the ability to kind of like talk as an ambassador to your department and just, we go through like kindness meetings and things like that. They really just open up conversation. But what it is, is providing an introductory so that people have an avenue to maybe talk later on if it's really that serious or, or someone, someone to talk to that they work with every single day and provides them a positive feel on what's next steps, how you can get out of this, what you can do, resources, things like that. That's what you are, man. And I love it. Like that's Keith 2.0. And that's how we get to, you know, tier response apparel company. And you know, seeing your logo, I really want you to take this opportunity to let everybody know what it is, how we got here. Uh, when we first had our conversation, you told me everything about your logo and I loved it. So here's the floor, my man. Tell me about Tier Response Apparel Company. I, I've really tried to kind of clean up the mouthful that is Tier Response um, <laughs> because everything when it comes to looking at the logos and the brand like every part has a meaning of it. Like there's yeah. not one part of any of the logos that doesn't have a deep meaning to me or represent something. So how I came about with tier response was if people don't know exactly what uh, a tier response is, it is a, we in first responder, it's a dispatch call that requires one or more or multiple first responders. So please fire ambulance to attend a, a incident because it's unknown. Mental health is something that is somewhat known, but a lot of it, it's still unknown. So collectively with first responders, if we can all respond together, when you do work in a tier, it's a teamwork environment. No one works alone, no one's solo. It's that old village effort where you're learning on someone else or you know somebody in the group kind of steps forward and with information, knowledge and experience um, can lead and that can help others in the response towards what I feel is a very super important topic in the world today, which is mental health. In the logo, the semicolon is very proudly displayed because for it, people who don't know, there are many things out there around mental health and a semicolon, but that basically is like a uh, champion logo because most times people think of a semicolon and it's something where we use grammatically when we're trying to tell a story or an author is trying to tell a story. Um, and they're at a writer's block. And in order for them to kind of take a second to pause, breathe, kind of collect themselves so that they're able to, you know, articulately finish the sentence or their story, they insert that semicolon. Well, if we look at that semicolon as a part in our lives, if we're struggling, we have mental health blocks or we have blocks of 
how we are um, living a, 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 a unhealthy life. Instead of ending a period where we're taking our life or someone's taking their life and ending it essentially with suicide, if we were just to take a second and insert our semicolon or that semicolon so that we can be okay with not being okay, we can breathe, we can acquire tools, you know, whatever it is, so that we don't end it and that we forge on that. I mean, that that's what that semicolon means. So it's so meaningful to me and to show that, that it is an absolute symbol of strength within mental health and to really highlight that. Maple Leaf, because I love being Canadian. Who doesn't, I, man? Who doesn't? I, I love being Canadian. I, Let's go. I, go, I, Canada. Go. Right? <laughs> um. So to me, I love any form of the Maple Leaf because I see such pride in that. So it's displayed within that. And then the three tiers or the three rings around the, um, the logo, the first one is the one that represents group therapy. Uh, if someone has ever been in group therapy, they sit in a circle. And in that circle, it's non-judgmental. It's a place of safety, you know, uh, inclusion. Um, it's unbreakable. Um, and it's a, a truly safe place to, to express oneself. And the two outer ones is, you know, a symbolization of the ripple effect or the waves of change that I hope uh, tier response can be within uh, the normalization of, of mental health. Um, so I have that one as well as I have a, a shield logo and that one is uh, very um, a symbol of united with all the branches of first responders that I wish to help within police, fire and ambulance, both uniform and civilian because our civilian members get lost too easily when it comes to uh, when we think of first responders there are so many uh, amazing uh, humans that are in civilian capacities, dispatchers that are exactly doing everything that a police officer is and they're just not seen that way and they need to be included. We have the staff of Mercury uh, in the logo that also represents our medical health industry, nurses, doctors. They are struggling more so or just as much as anyone right now. And I hope at some point uh, that I can align with uh, services that can help our nurses and doctors and their mental health because they are part of the tier just as much working with first responders as anyone else. Our Chevron, which kind of looks like a little bit of a, a house over top of the semicolon in the shield logo is one for uh, our military and corrections, uh, because again, they are um, part of my tier. They're part of individuals on the front line, making everything safe for um, our community. I love our military. I their sacrifices, their struggles, what they absolutely selfishly um, give up for others. Um, is uh, second to none. And again, the semicolon very proudly in the shield so that again, the mental health, the champion logo of, um, you know, forging on in one's life is probably displayed there. So yeah, yeah like, like I said, it's, it's deep. Um, when I start talking about that, that's, 
that's why I went as deep as I did because you can have so many open conversations about the the what matters. What matters is mental health. What matters is normalizing it. It's not a line. It's not a divide. It's not us them. It's nothing like that. It's it's it is a, a human issue, and if we can put our feelings aside from whatever we feel about one branch or the other and really open as humans and talk about the 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 issue at hand being mental health and thriving and making sure everyone's living a healthy life that's what needs to be discussed and if we humanize the feelings that everyone struggles just the same anyone can be affected by mental health anyone can be affected by ptsd depression anxiety um that's that's the conversation that needs to be had and maybe um, while we're having that conversation, you know, our collective swords or blades can be put away. Um, so we're not fighting, we're helping. Yeah, man. What a great way to put it. Like, not only is it a badass logo, but at the same time, you put a lot of thought into it. It sparks conversation though, right? It sparks yeah. someone feeling like, you know, there's the branch I need. There's, there's that, you know, connection I needed to have a conversation that might turn into something bigger later on down the line. Right. Yeah, support helping that person they might see something that they represent and be like oh okay i like that or the semicolon means something to me or it could just be the canon flag or maybe you just like it but the gear is also good too i want you to talk about a little bit about the gear some of the stuff that you can get like you know hats and shirts and things like that that maybe you can help support with yeah so again you know just touching quickly based on you know the, the attractiveness of the brand i appreciate the badass comment um <laughs> because it wasn't something I was going for, but yeah, it, it turns out pretty sweet. It turned out pretty sweet. It um, is, man. But yeah, that's the one thing too. Like, you know, if someone sees it and they're like, well, what's that semicolon mean, right? You're engaging in conversation. And if you're wearing it, someone that sees that, that resonates with it, that connects with it, that struggles with that, that sees that they feel support, right? Um, it's like going back and wearing red on Friday, right? A lot of people don't know wearing red on Friday we're, uh, is a symbol to our military that we remember everyone deployed, mm -hmm. right? Um, people see that in the military in that community and they, without words, they connect with it, right? That's what my, my I hope, I mean, I'm not trying to compete with Red Fridays because I love that, but um, they, uh, it's connecting with that so that if someone is out there who is a first responder, firefighter, nurse, doctor, and they see that they're like, wow, that person is supporting me. They get me. They're, yeah. they're buying that so that trauma programs for likes in my industry are being supported so that they're there if and when I need them. But the gear, you know, we're going through a, a quick rebranding right now. So I've worked with a lot of people to kind of like hone in the, the brands and simplify things a little bit. But it's uh, it's a lot of the things like you can get now a lot of T-shirts, um, three-quarter uh, baseball type uh, jersey tees, tanks, uh, both for men and women. Got some wicked hoodies and ball caps because, oh, and then winter suits, right? So right now it's, you know, when I thought about how I was able to form something to get funds to these programs, what can I do to generate an interest in the programs, knowledge about the programs, but really it's about getting the cash to wounded warriors and you know people buy t-shirts all the time people buy ball caps who doesn't need another toque or a hoodie in the in the fall right and knowing that when you 
buy this, you're supporting something other uh, than, you know, maybe a corporation. Yeah, just a big corporation. Kind, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, this is something that, you know, has meaning behind it that when you wear it, A, it feels good. Like, I, I don't like many first responders, you're never going to see them eat at a bad place, right? Like right, you yeah. want to know a good place to eat? Like look where the first responders are eating because that's probably a telltale sign that that food is good. Good food, yeah. Um, <laughs> right? So yeah. I don't like where, I don't like wearing things that I don't feel comfortable in, right? Like it doesn't feel good on me. So like that's something where I really want the clothing to feel like you're good to sit in it for a week if you have to, right? Like, yeah. I mean, you don't put a shit on sometimes thinking you're going to be in it for a week, but there's times where it's then yeah, it's comfortable, it's, man. I like it. I like it, it. It's comfortable, but in a mental mindset where you're struggling and yeah. you want to feel secured by something. Yeah. Like there comes a time, two, three days where you're, you don't want to do anything. You know, you're in a lull, you're depressed, you have no drive. And if there's something that, you know, you can wear that you know, is comfortable at the same time that, you know, um, you can connect with and that when people see it, they can resonate and connect with it. Um, of and, and it's not a one and done, right? Like there's a lot of like promote t-shirts and stuff like that, where it's like, okay, I wear it once, you know, the, the washing machine destroys it and it's done. Right. Like this is something that um, really there's a quality in it where it's, you always you can always buy more, but you know, if you do buy one, it's going to last. <laughs> Yeah, that's the good thing about it, man. Like, listen, yeah. I, I got I got self-care you gear, gear that I wear out when we're doing like talks and things like that. But my favorite hoodie comes from my buddy Warren. It's uh, Project Impact Youth. I purchased that hoodie and I love it, man. I wear it to death. It's my favorite hoodie. And, you know, then you get attached to the, the story. You get attached to what we're trying to do here, like the movement. And that's the thing, right? Like, I love your gear because it's bigger than just buying that Nike shirt it means something to me, right? It means like, okay, now I'm representing something or I'm on the cause, right? I'm really trying to help. So through all this, you know, all your, your changes and all your decisions, then you go through, you know, Keith 2.0, you get the tier response. And then this guy still has the energy to work with like wounded warriors and Canada beyond the blue, all that kind of stuff. You know, tell me how that relationship started. Tell me how you contribute to them. Just kind of the stuff you're doing to help out. Through uh, my journey, these are organizations that immediately were there for me or I had access to that made me go from crazy Keith with a K because now crazy starts with K because Keith is that yeah. to really... <laughs> supporting and helping me get to where I am today and thrive. And it's my way of acknowledging the so importance of what these organizations are doing um, and helping others. And they have an array of programs. So they help me, like I said, they Toronto beyond the blue, my friends there, they helped me find my doctor, right? Without them, I wouldn't have found my doctor. I don't know where I would have been. Right. I'm, you know, it's just kind of like those stars aligned, but they were a resource for me, you know, their um, outside um, services. You know, when they have the beyond the blue, like they're outside their, the GTA services, they act on their own, they work with, but you can trust they're, they vet all their 
clinicians so they can be trusted. A, right. and they work with you. They understand first responder jing- or, um, <laughs> jargon and in lingo. Yeah, they get um, it, right? They're, you know, they can speak yeah. to you in a kind of like a comfortable space somewhere that you're going to realize that they understand. They've done the research. They're on the same page, right? Like kind of the same yeah. thing, right? Yeah. And uh, again, with Wounded Warriors, I've had access to many of their programs. Um, I would highly recommend anyone who out there that is a, available or eligible to apply for the programs to re- like to sign up for them because they are super beneficial. Um, they're not easy, but as my uh, support team uh, quite often says to me, Keith, if it was easy, uh, we would be out of jobs because anyone can do it, right? Like it does take a right. certain person mindset um, and <laughs> going through your feelings and peeling your onion or unboxing your stuff. I mean, it's heavy. It's uncomfortable. It's hard. Nobody wants to do it because everyone just wants to stuff it back in and not deal with it because it's painful. It hurts. And nobody wants, nobody in their human body wants to feel pain or cry or be upset. Like they just, we don't want to do that. Right. Um, but it's so important to really uh, let people out there know that they're available and they are more than just poster talk like they actually do it so that's why i'm so proud when you purchase tier response apparel that a portion of the pro uh, your apparel goes to donate them like i have operating costs that i have to do um so i wish i could <laughs> donate a hundred percent um but right now we're floating around the 20 percent of your purchase to wounded warriors so that you know when you buy that yeah like it's going towards something that's bigger than me. I'm a part of the tier. I'm a part of uh, this community. I want to show support and love everybody in it. And at the same time, make sure the funds are there because um, this is a true active service for others, right? Like I envision tier response apparel. And the first thing I envision with growth is having those massive oversized golf check presentations with organizations <laughs> yeah. where I can say like, I am the guy that because of doing this and selling this stuff, I'm able to give this to you so that we can put somebody through a trauma program, or we can put a couple through um, the couples therapy or heck they have dog therapy and that we can have money to going towards a service dog for somebody in the military or the equestrian program where you're working with horses in a therapeutic environment, like all these different things that I'm a part of that. And I was able to benefit from these programs. So it's my way of not only giving back the funds that they used or somebody used to get me in those programs free of charge. So I can repay that debt because I feel like uh, a debt to them that will never seem to be restored because of what they've given me. But, you know, making sure funds are seated so that, you know, gosh, we can't get one more guy in or one more gal in, but because of tier, we're able to get two more people in. Yeah. Um, and that's what it's all about. Listen, it's tier response apparel company. It's my guy, Keith. It, this guy is doing great work. He just said it. He's given 20% of his sales to a great cause to help other people. So get over there make sure you check it out. Keith, tell them where they can check out tier response, where they can make their orders, where they can support. Yeah. So it, right now it's, it's all online. So we have a shop on, 
online at tierresponseapparelcompany.com. But we also have uh, Facebook and Instagram um, accounts. Um, you can come over there at Instagram at tr underscore apparel co. And on, not only are you able to access the, you know, the gear from there, but we really uh, use the platforms of social media to give inspirational quotes, messages, um, you know, uh, make awareness of different things happening within mental health um, and really uh, providing, you know, resources or a channel to go between uh, that. If someone's looking for a resource or a person or a program, that we speak about it as well. Plus, you know, having the old funny uh, gif and uh, meme up there once in a while just kind of doesn't hurt sometimes, yeah. right? But uh, also that we're also, you know, highlighting like-minded individuals who I call champions who have struggled with their uh, their journey and that are thriving. So I want to have a place where I can really like congratulate them and showcase them because somebody who has been through that side and struggled and is you know kick-ass thriving like you're a champ man like there's no other way that i can you know singly word describe somebody and then the rock stars of people who are in there in the programs helping people out like they're beautiful right they are doing it every day helping so let's highlight them so if i can get access to different programs or align with different uh nonprofits where they're doing stuff where i can highlight them and maybe collaborate on some things here and there. Like that's what it's all about. So yeah, um, sky's, yeah. the li- sky's the limit, right? Like whatever we're trying to do, we're trying to help. That's the big thing. You know, self-care you, we're trying to promote positivity. We see that with you. You know, when Keith and I first met, we had a conversation. And by the end of the conversation, we had the uh, stepbrothers, you know, situation where we're like, did we just become best friends? Like, yes, yes, yes. This is is, now you're a part of the self-care you family. You better believe we'll get all that information on our pages too. We're supporting Ah. it's tier response apparel company. It's my guy, Keith. And listen, Keith, we asked this general question to all our guests because we feel that you got a, an understanding for what we're about to ask you. So if you got a person that's sitting in front of you, that's struggling with the same decisions that's sitting in that car with, with the note in their pocket and thinking, you know, do I go back out or do I go back to the station? You know, what do you have to say to them? Oh, heavy. Cause uh, I'm getting goosebumps <laughs> as we talk about this, because uh, I just want to let everyone know if you're in that position that you are absolutely worth it. You are loved. If you don't think someone will cry, if you take that step, there are going to be tons of people who mourn you that if they only knew what you were going through, that will be there to help you. And if you feel like you don't have anybody, tear is here. And I would rather have that conversation with you than attend a situation where I have to mourn for you. You're valued. This world needs you. And putting yourself first is not selfish. <laughs> Self-care is not selfish. You are the most valuable person in your life, even though if you have a husband, a wife, a partner, children, you know, brothers, sisters, you name it, they're, they're all fantastic. But no one is more important in this world to you than yourself. And in order to help anyone else, you need to take the time to put yourself first and really take that time and not be selfish feeling 
of putting in the time and resources to you because you're worth it. What a great ending to the show, man. Keith, I appreciate you being on here. I appreciate you taking the time to really express your story and coming out and letting people know. Tears here, right? Tears here, man. I appreciate you. Thanks for being on. I appreciate you, pal. And uh, thank you for welcoming to your uh, self-care you, but I want to welcome you to Tear Response because we align. Yeah, man. Have a good day. You too, pal. Well, I want to thank Keith for coming on to the show. What an awesome conversation we had. Remember, Self Care You has a lot of information on our Instagram page over there at selfcareyou underscore level up. So be sure to check us out there. You can send us an email whenever you want at selfcareyoupodcast at gmail.com. We appreciate all the support. This is Self Care You, and we definitely leveled up today with Keith Harrison. Mm-hmm.